Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Stock Market Today. It's Ali Corman, Ed Carson here with a breakdown of the action in today's session. And you may have heard there's a big AWS outage happening right now. So instead of streaming live across social media like we usually do, we're recording this show via Zoom and then going to distribute the recording afterwards. But thanks so much for joining me today, Ed. And thanks to our audience for bearing with us during these technical difficulties. But Ed, what are we going to be talking about today? Well, we're going to talk about the strong market, but uh, three stocks that actually look reasonably close to being in range, Lattice Semiconductor, Vertex, Vertex Sem Pharmaceuticals, and Freeport McMoran. Sounds like a plan. First, let's take a look at the major indexes. Here is the NASDAQ composite up eight tenths of a percent by sessions close. We have the S&P 500 up seven tenths of a percent today, the Dow up four tenths of a percent, and the Russell 2000 coming in with a pretty strong gain today, up about 1.2% here, Ed. So the NASDAQ continuing to soar to new heights in 2023. Yeah, really strong gain. And there was a lot of breadth in this market, and we'll get to that in various ways. Uh, continued strong performance out there. Only thing is that it the NASDAQ is increasingly looking like it's getting extended. It's I think it's 9% or so above the 50-day line. The NASDAQ mm -hmm. 100 is above 10%, and that's really an area where you really start worrying about. It doesn't mean it has to happen now, but it means that the risks of a pullback are rising and the risks that the pullback will be bigger. I mean, a pullback to the 21-day line would seem like is, is would be very normal, but at this point, it would actually not be small. You know, it wouldn't be a tiny pullback to get back to some of these areas. So, just just something to be watching for. Uh, you know, as investors think about, hey, should I be adding exposure here? Uh, especially on the tech side, you have to be careful. I think in in this environment because you have that good chance that there'll be a pullback in the near future. Uh, but the market generally looks pretty darn strong. Mm -hmm. And if there are still stocks that are looking potentially actionable, how do we handle those new buys? And we have the Fed meeting tomorrow, so potentially uh, going to see some volatility there. Uh, so new buys here could pay off. Uh, doesn't mean that they're they are you know doomed to fail here at all, but there's just an added trickiness to it. Yeah, it just it adds a level and a little extra risk in that front. It does seem like with today's CPI report, which is relatively tame, that the Fed is really locked in, is locked in expectations that there'll be a pause. But it's really what comes after. Will they say, hey, we're probably going to raise rates again? Or, you know, how do they what's how how hawkish is that tone from Fed Chief Powell after the meeting? Uh yeah, you certainly can buy there are some stocks that are setting up uh, you know, but uh, you know, you it is something to be watching for, at least in the near term. Mm -hmm. And let's also take a look at the S&P 500, zero S&P 5 in Market Smith here. Less extended, but it too is getting extended. Uh, it's about 5% above the 50-day line. So definitely not nearly as extended as the NASDAQ from the 50-day from a percentage perspective. But the look of it, it's, you know, you can just see it starting to accelerate that uh, rate of ascent here. Yeah, that that's something to note. It's not yeah, not extended, but it, there's probably a little bit less room for it to run. Is probably what you what you'd be thinking before some sort of pause happens. Mm -hmm. And now, want to take a look at the Dow. Here's DIA. So getting back above that uh, three forty level or thirty four thousand on the index yesterday, and extending the gains today, clearing 
the recent peak from uh, the beginning of May here. So continuing to see improvement in blue chips too. Yeah, I believe the Dow intraday uh, did sneak above the, uh, <laughs> where it got very close. It got to um, just below those levels. I mean, you're right, it's getting to almost there. Maybe the best close uh, since uh, since January. So, uh, you know, so even the lagger Dow is, is picking up the pace uh, on this front. Right. I get what you're saying. Intraday, it was uh, it was clearing its highs going way back. Is that what you were saying? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Trying to move out of the sideways range. Next on our list, let's take a look at small caps and mid caps. Here's IWM. Not long enough for an official handle, only just a, a couple of down days there, but does look like an aggressive entry here uh, for traders wanting small cap exposure. Yeah, that was when you could do that. And this is really great action. It's like big gains, you know, last week or in that area, then then pulling back and lighter volume, then moving higher again. Uh, really nice to see this. This is a great reflection of the breadth here that we're starting to see in the market. Mm -hmm. And also with mid caps. So similar, a similar move here, mid caps improving breadth improving yet another signal we also like looking at rsp this is the equal weighted s p 500 etf up one percent today so this outpaced the s p 500's gain yeah and just in general all this breadth means to a certain extent that if techs do pause we're in a better position because before it was like there's just a handful of stocks that are lifting the entire market where a lot of stocks were falling and if you'd had those stocks fall you could imagine the market really falling apart now, if the NASDAQ wants to pull back a little bit over a couple of weeks, even if the rest of the market doesn't really do anything, it, it's just not that same kind of, you know, super narrow weakness. It, it just seems like it could handle that. It would probably be healthy. You know, there's a, a lot of stocks that have been moving up, uh, either running up from the bottom of bases up to the top of bases or just to getting extended. Either way, having a pause might create some new buying opportunities. So there'd be a lot of it just seems to be a much healthier market uh, situation, you know, especially if we do get a pullback. Mm -hmm. Let's also look at IGV because software stocks have been among the leaders here of about seven tenths of a percent today and backing off of intraday highs, closing almost 11% above the 50 day. So uh, extended more than that intraday. And now let's take a look at chips. Here's SMH potentially clearing an aggressive entry uh, from a three weeks tight. If we look at the weekly chart here, we can see a three weeks tight pattern and that's that's an add-on entry there. But you also have to consider the fact that we're now almost 17% above the 50 day on SMH here, Ed. Yeah, and you know, like maybe yesterday morning would have been a time to, to maybe nibble in, you know, when it was still close, but yeah, it's, when you figure that chips or other things that we may pull back, this is this is an area that, you know, it, it wouldn't be shocking to see this fall five, six percent, you know, come down to the 21 day line, which might be provide maybe a safer buying opportunity, but it wouldn't be fun if you bought it right here. So it's it's just one of the things it could keep moving, though. It could keep running. Right. I mean, that's not saying that I'm not telling anybody nobody to short these things. I mean, they're looking great, uh, but it's just yeah. that the uh, that the that the risk opportunity is starting to rise. Mm hmm. And, you know, for traders who did get an initial lower entry here for SMH, maybe you just add a little bit to your position, but have a line in the sand for those separate shares to get out without 
getting too hurt uh, because uh, traders who who bought the breakout and withstood the following pullback are sitting on a pretty nice gain right now. So yeah, something to keep in mind there. All right, well, now let's take a look at XBI because we're also seeing biotechs joining the party. I had a trend line uh, set here. If I zoom out, you can see it a little bit better, but connecting the peaks from last August, then the close in early February, the peak in uh, late May, and now getting above that level, Ed. So more evidence that we're, we're seeing more participation yet again. Yeah, and this is there's some other ETFs we're going to look at, but this one is unusual because a lot of the names in here are actually extended. Some are, are down. I mean, it's a diverse group and it's not yes. super concentrated, but this is one where a lot of the this is one way to play, you know, some of these, you know, biotechs because a lot there aren't many buying opportunities actually in in the biotech field right at this moment. So where some of the ETFs look extended, this one does not. So that's just something uh, this would be one way to play it right now. Right. And uh, also speaking of extended ETFs, one could argue that Jets is getting extended. If we draw a line across uh, the recent action, it seems like 6.2 perhaps would have been an ideal early entry, uh, perhaps uh, sort of a Minervini low cheat type entry there with some volume. Uh, and we've, we've seen this ETF go nothing but up since essentially. Yeah, a lot of days, a lot of days in volume, a lot of individual names coming up. And this is an example of, okay, now it's going to, you know, like, it would have been hard to really feel that excited about at the beginning, but there was an opportunity. Now you sort of have to wait. Uh, it seems like they're sort of in no man's land or right at the, or right at buy points in some cases. Maybe they pause and maybe they forge some sort of high handle or handles uh, that and let the moving averages catch up. And so, uh, the, the bad news is that there's a lot of work to be done for investors, but the good news is that there's a lot wider watch list to be paying attention to. Right. I guess uh, it depends. A lot of work to be done could be an exciting thing for investors because for so long yeah. we've had to sit on our hands and mm -hmm. uh, or, you know, get get paper cuts or worse in 2022. Now, uh, making those trades and, and, you know, digging in, rolling up our sleeves has uh, paid off a little bit more lately. And now let's take a look at PAVE. And we're seeing a gain of about 2.4% this week, three weeks up in a row, getting over the, the bulk of the action there on the weekly chart here. So this is another one on 6.2, may, yeah. may have been the day uh, from a price perspective, didn't quite get above average volume on that day. We now are on the verge of a breakout and Ed, cut breakouts can work, but it's always nice to have that little bit of a shakeout before the breakout instead of after the breakout. Yeah, it, it does. And when you, and so that just makes it tough. Some of them have worked, but a lot of them will pull back. And uh, so, but this is a lot of infrastructure names. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, there's a lot of story behind the infrastructure plays right now. Mm -hmm. And XLI industrials, also a part of the fun here, looking pretty similar did we get volume on 6.2? We did get volume on 6.2 for XLI, uh, and it is now getting above the 104 level. 
All right, now on to individual stocks. Let's take a look at Lattice Semiconductor, LSCC, a big mover in the stock market today, though it did close off of its intraday highs by quite a bit, up 4.1% by the end of the day still in above average volume after retaking the 50-day in yesterday's session, Ed. Yeah, so this morning it definitely looked actionable, you know, sort of breaking a trend line. It was gapping above the 50-day line, but not looking extremely there. Uh, a couple of reasons to be concerned is that there's, uh, you know, it came off the highs and the 50-day line is still coming down. Now that could quickly change, you know, it sort of feels like it's starting to narrow out there, but it'd be nice at this point, it seems like wait for a handle to form or at least some kind mm -hmm. of pause for a few days. And that would probably let the 21-day let the line catch up somewhat. The 50-day line may at least start turning higher, probably won't really catch up, but that would probably be a better situation at this point, uh, I understand if people took advantage of it early in the, today and they may be down a little bit and that's that's OK, but I think uh, that's what investors should be doing now. Sounds like a plan, Ed. Next on our list is Vertex, V-R-T-X, up fractionally on the day, but had a nice session to kick off the week where it was up almost 2% in some volume. And it seems like uh, for the most part, since the recent earnings report, we are seeing a number of blue volume spikes, but also some red volume spikes in here as well. Ed, any insight into what we saw in the middle of the space here? You know, that, that's a little tricky and it didn't go crazy down. And some of those days, if you look at those, you know, that one, didn't fall that much. And a lot a number of those days it actually rose, it actually came well off the highs, well off the lows in there. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. it wasn't like this devastating sell-off. It found support around the old buy point. So, you know, it's not great, but it wasn't terrible. And we are seeing some volume on the way back up. I you know it's it's a base on base formation. It does feel like uh, with Vertex and with a lot of like we were saying early entries in general, but this is one that sort of not had a lot of luck with actual breakouts. I'm not saying this mm -hmm. one will work, but if but going for an early entry would at least mean that if it goes up to the buy point and rolls over, you would have a chance to get out, you know, without really losing anything. So that would be a reason to get in here. This, this is not a high, this is a defensive growth name at this point. I mean, I know there's some growth potential with uh, gene therapies and whatnot, but it's not analysts aren't expecting massive growth uh, at all really in the next two years. So this is definitely defensive, more of a play, but uh, you know, this might be a, a way that, you know, you could be playing this one right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. With a bounce uh, off of the 10 week line, clearing a trend line on the weekly, arguably actionable right now, maybe it needs another day of strength uh, for traders who really want to see a clearer trend line on the daily. But again, that's that's that much more extended it's going to be from the shorter term moving averages if earlier entries are preferred. So you just got to weigh, weigh that. All right, last but not least, let's take a look at FCX Freeport MacMoran with a strong day up 5.3%. Volume was heavy here as well. It went tight for a couple of days, right around the 50-day line. And this comes as China's stimulus hopes have uh, lifted today commodity prices and miners. Yeah, copper was up more than 2%. Uh, I think oil was up 3%. Not that that matters for FCX. Uh, you know, there's a downtrend there, a downtrend line. You could argue that's breaking a downtrend if you sort of ignore that little mm -hmm. bump up there. It's sort of trying to break the general downtrend in there. We saw a lot of miners, uh, copper or other metal miners bounce up, steel makers, 
move up. There's also some positive just general trends on U.S. construction. So if you could get China to pick up the pace a little bit, uh, a lot of these things might come up. This would be a place where you could enter. It's not saying that uh, obviously it's been in a downslope. Uh, you can see the relative strength line has been weak here. Uh, a couple other attempts you can, you know, obviously there was the attempt in April didn't work. There was an attempt in uh, end of February, uh, early March or so. Those moves above the 50-day line, they didn't work. Okay. And that's so this may not work. Uh, so, you know, if China doesn't announce a stimulus, you could imagine this rolling over again. Uh, so, or if the dollar really strengthens and all the commodity price, dollar prices come down. But uh, this is a place where you can ent enter knowing maybe using the 50-day line as a place to, to exit mm -hmm. if this doesn't work. Right. You're right. It'll be interesting to see how this plays out because with the strength in the tech sector that we've been focused on all year long. We haven't really been paying attention uh, to stocks like this, but now are we seeing a rotation or are we seeing more participation? And I guess only time will tell. Right now, it's just looking like more participation because tech stocks aren't really backing off yet. So uh, it'll it'll be interesting to see how things progress. Your it'd be great on. if we could finally have. Yeah, be great if we could finally have a broad rally. It doesn't mean they all have to go up the same day every day, but not have rotation back and forth making it hard. So, but yeah, as you say, we'll have to see. Mm -hmm. All right, everyone. Well, that is it for today. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope those AWS outages get resolved. It seems like a lot of uh, orgs and applications are impacted, but we'll get this video out to you soon. And we'll see you tomorrow morning on IUD Live, investors.com slash IUD Live for all the details on that. See you tomorrow. And we'll see you right back here after the close tomorrow as well. This show is for informational and educational purposes only, and nothing should be construed as a recommendation to buy, hold, or sell any securities. Any securities and investment strategies discussed may not be suitable for all investors. Make sure to consider consulting with your financial advisor before making investment decisions.